Welcome to Beyond the Lab, a podcast where we talk about people, ideas, and insights in the science industry. Our guest today is Yapsini, a bioinformatics graduate from University Technology Malaysia, who is currently working on applying machine learning techniques in medical diagnosis applications. Come this October, she will be starting her PhD studies at Cambridge University. Thank you for joining us today, Simi. So could you kindly share what will your research be in Cambridge University? Uh, for the project in Cambridge will be the extension of my final year project during undergraduate level at uh, UTN. So uh, it's still applying artificial intelligence technique, which is in particular we call machine learning technique. It's one of the subfield under AI, uh, artificial intelligence. So what we will be doing will be that we will apply this technique called autoencoder to select the informative functional connectivity, which is one of the features that we can extract from magnetic resonant imaging MRI scan so that we can differentiate between autistic and non-autistic people. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Simi. So how did you become interested in bioinformatics and artificial intelligence? For this question, I can answer it in two parts because we have bioinformatics and uh, artificial intelligence, in short we call AI. So for bioinformatics, I actually first heard of the word uh, bioinformatics during my Form 6 in Malaysia, whereby one of my teachers spoke about this field. So I remember he mentioned bioinformatics is the combinations of biology, mathematics and many other science areas. So, because biology and mathematics are both my interested subject, so I find out more about bioinformatics on the internet. Then I realize I'm really into this field. So, in Malaysia, we need to make applications to government university through the UPU platform. And my top choices are bioinformatics courses from different universities in Malaysia. And end up, I have chosen UTM because UTM bioinformatics focuses more on computing instead of biological knowledge. And well, for the AI part, actually during my second year in university, I came across the idea of AI in a conference. So AI, the term itself is too broad. I myself focuses on the machine learning part, which is the algorithm to teach the computer how to improve automatically through experience. And then I find um, AI has great potential, given that we have so many biological data set to be explored. And hopefully with the AI technique, we can discover more for biological study purpose. I see that's very interesting. Thank you so much for the insight on that, Sinyi. Actually, I, I had no idea that artificial intelligence is actually very, very broad. But I would like to say, as you had mentioned, that there's a lot of potential. This area is fairly young in Malaysia. Uh, is that true? Yes. I see. And, you know, you pioneering or not to say pioneering, but you are being very interested in this field. What are the challenges you face uh, being in a country where it's still young? And what have you learned from the challenges you've faced? So a little bit introduction about bioinformatics and AI first, because uh, when we say young, it's because bioinformatics initiative in Malaysia began in 1990s through the individual hmm. initiative within academia. And they're actually offering uh, introductory level computational biology modules in seminar and workshop only. 
And as far as I know, there are not many universities in Malaysia that offer bioinformatics at undergraduate level. Uh, so the challenges from here is that first, the lack of skilled bioinformaticians, especially in Malaysia. And the expertise is still quite limited depending on what research area you are doing. For example, the expertise for my research focusing on neuroimaging analysis is very limited in Malaysia. That's why I need to go to Cambridge to learn more about it. Second uh, challenges as a bioinformatics student is that we do not have any uh, national level student organizations to connect the bioinformatics student in Malaysia so that we can easier in organizing bigger level events, including the workshop or that. So that are the challenges we face. And that's why in 2018, UTM actually organized a national event called Malaysia Bioinformatics Student Conference to gather the bioinformatics student in Malaysia. You have mentioned that the skill set is also lacking in our graduates, right? But how about the job market in Malaysia, like for bioinformatics and artificial intelligence? Even though they are very young, because bioinformatics and AI are very broad field, as I mentioned, so you have to be focused on what you really want to do. Usually, bioinformaticians will team up with other expertise to complete the project. So, for example, what can a bioinformatician involved in? Maybe DNA sequence analysis, gene and protein expressions, perhaps for the cancer diagnosis, and then structural bioinformatics, which is uh, we can analyze the structure of the proteins, structure of the gene, and then network biology, signal analysis, which is my research about we analyze the MRI scan or the EEG signal. And then you can also work on database. So the job market includes, uh, you can do R&D in both government and private universities, or maybe you can work in hospital for their data analytics and pharmaceutical companies, genomics analysis companies, and even the agricultural-based corporates such as Sandabi, they also employ bioinformaticians for their R&D. Whereas for uh, artificial intelligence, you can find more opportunities because it can be involved in many areas. Simi, I think you've also um, shared with us in the past that you have done an internship actually in Advantex. Yeah, Advanced Health. I see, Advanced Health. How was your experience? That company is actually doing on gene, uh, uh, we call DNA tests for consumers base meaning that they directly deal with the end user like us, not with the company. What I did as a bioinformatic intern there is that uh, when I get the gene data set, so I will be the one that analyze it. And I also developed the system for them to query the database for their gene set. That's wonderful. So I know you've helped us clear up the what does artificial intelligence mean? Like, I'm going to just double check with you. It means teaching the computer how to better process data and how to come out with better output. Am I correct? Um, that is actually the meaning for machine learning. But when we say right. artificial intelligence, we can actually guess the meaning of AI from the word itself. Artificial means something we create, not natural. So artificial intelligence means the intelligence demonstrated by the machine, for example, the computer, so that it can mimic the intelligence poses by the human or is actually better than human, maybe in the future. 
I see. And to just confirm with you that machine learning is a part of artificial intelligence. Yes, you are right. All right. Thank you. And what about bioinformatics? How is that different from artificial intelligence? There are very big differences between bioinformatics and AI. That's why I hardly answered the previous question by combining both of them. So for bioinformatics, <laughs> from the words itself, you can split them into two parts, which is bio and informatics. So it means that we are applying the informatics, which is the computing skill, to analyze the biological data. That's why we have the word bioinformatics. This field is actually an uh, interdisciplinary field that develop methods and software tools for understanding biological data, in particular when the data sets are large and complex. For artificial intelligence, as I mentioned, it's the intelligence that we try to mimic the cognitive function that humans associate with the human mind. So uh, it's the question like, can the machine think like a human? Can we make the machine do the things that we want without telling it one by one? One uh, step by step like that. There is another technical jargon that pops out every now and then. Uh, computational biology. Is that different from bioinformatics? Yes, uh, a little bit different because computational biology comes from the words computations and biology. So when we say computations, it's actually more towards mathematics. It involves the development and applications of data analytical and theoretical methods or the mathematical modeling and computational simulation technique to the study of biological system. In short, is computational biology involves the development of algorithms used to analyze the biological data. And remember that bioinformatics deals with computer, but computational biology doesn't necessarily deal with computers. In summary, I can say that computational biology and bioinformatics they go side by side. So many of us uh, even use this term interchangeably as well. It's nice to know that there's actually a difference, but sometimes it's being used interchangeably. Sini, you mentioned that you are a research assistant currently in your alma mater, University of Technology in Malaysia. Could you kindly share on the research that you are working on? Because my current research is somehow still extension from my previous uh, final year project of uh, undergraduate level and I have to share about it before I go into the current uh, research. Please so do so. My, yeah, so my final year project is focused on the analysis of uh, magnetic resonance imaging MRI for the detections of autism spectrum disorder and I apply machine learning technique in which I propose a novel algorithm by applying five penalized support vector machine. Support vector machine, in short we call SVM, is one of the techniques under machine learning for classification purpose. So they select the informative functional connectivity that can be extracted from MRI scan of autistic and non-autistic samples. So it's quite similar to the one that I want to do for a PhD at Cambridge. And because uh, machine learning methods study the pattern inherent in uh, functional connectivity patterns of both groups, it selected a set of informative functional connectivity that can better differentiate both groups. So this will improve the classification accuracy as well as contributing a set of functional connectivity, which is uh, a pair of brain region 
that might be related to the autism. So after I graduated from UTM, my supervisor suggested that I apply my proposed method onto other types of dataset because previously I worked on MRI dataset. And then after that, my supervisor suggested to do on gene expression dataset by but using my same proposed method. So that's the part for my current uh, research. Other than that, we also took up project that co collaborated with the Faculty of Build Environment. So the project is about developing optimization algorithm for modular building, meaning that we apply computing skill to calculate the best dimension and requirements for building, including the materials and the room conditions such as temperature, lightning, all that. I see. It's very interesting to know actually that uh, even though your degree is focused on bioinformatics, but you're actually also working on non-biology related yeah. work, like as you mentioned, uh, on construction, right? Buildings. Because the skill set that we have is uh, programming, computing skills, so you can apply it onto other fields as well. But the thing is that because my interest is more on biological field, so... Bioinformatics will be the one that best suits, right? I see. That's, that's great insight. So, Sini, you mentioned that you're incorporating artificial intelligence to study autism. Can I know mm -hmm. why did you choose to do your research on autism? Last time, I joined a community project, which we went to special needs school, and I have to deal with the autistic children. So from then, I actually thought of, hey, what can I do for them? So I try to apply the skill set that I have for the autism study. That's why I come up with the project that are related to autism study. All right, that's fantastic. So I would like to ask as well, uh, what more on your uh, the research group that you're in? What are the areas or themes of research that are being done in the group you are in in UTM? The name of the group is called Artificial Intelligence and Bioinformatic Laboratory. And uh, in short, they call it IBEC in uh, UTM. So their research areas include image processing, pattern recognition, and using AI and uh, bioinformatics skill. Some of the recent iconic projects will be that identifications of multi-omic features for cancer classifications and multi-objective optimizations of building information modeling that I mentioned previously, and uh, biomarkers discovery using the machine learning algorithm. These are some of the iconic projects that we are doing now. Just to clarify again, for okay. the building part, right, that is not bioinformatics, right? Not bioinformatics. Okay. But it's under artificial intelligence. Right, got it. Just so that I made sure that I got that clear. Okay. So yeah. coming back to your research and projects, you had also developed or were part of the team that was developing an online platform called a Corona Tracker. That's pretty interesting, actually. Like, um, how did you use bioinformatics and artificial intelligence to develop this online platform? I have to clarify, Corona Tracker is a community-based project powered by over 460 volunteers from across the global. So it's not only me doing that project. So ah, the very okay. first versions of Corona Tracker is about collecting the data sets of COVID-19. 
they do uh, data visualizations. That's why you can see what's the number of cases for every day based on the locations, everything, all that. And the one that I started to evolve was afterward, the team plans to apply AI onto the COVID data set. So when it comes to the applications of AI in Corona Tracker, it is basically about the predictions and further study of COVID-19. For example, the early detections and diagnosis of the infections. Maybe develop a neural network to extract the visual features of this disease, maybe based on the MRI scan. And this would help in proper monitoring and treatment of the affected uh, individuals. Also, another example would be that developments of drugs and vaccines because AI actually helps to speeding up drug testing in real time, where the standard testing takes uh, plenty of time and hence uh, help to accelerate this process significantly. And other than that, some other interesting work will be that we use flight informations to predict the spread speed of the COVID uh, for each country. One last example that I can give is that uh, natural language processing is used to analyze the trending content and identify meaningful uh, topics over various news sources and social media platform prior to being verified by uh, our team. Right. Sini, uh, this is uh, not in the question, but I'd just like to ask a little bit more. You mentioned natural language learning. La natural language processing. That sounded very interesting to me, and uh, I've never heard of something like that. So please do share about what it is actually. Sure. So natural language processing is also part of the artificial intelligence. We actually try to extract the word so that the machine can understand the sentence. So is that uh, the result is a computer capable of understanding the content of the document including the contextual uh, nuance of the language within them. The example that I can give is, uh, you know, Siri. When we say, hey Siri, and then we give some instructions. Right, okay, yes. Yeah, this is one of the examples for natural language processing. So it's ah. uh, give the machine the ability to read, to understand, and uh, derive the meaning from our language, human language. Okay, wow, that's... That's really, really cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. So in terms of looking forward into the future, what do you think of the prospects of bioinformatics as a field? And what do you think is the potential for bioinformatics and artificial intelligence in terms of expansion in Malaysia? I think bioinformatics has a very bright future due to the fact that uh, we have large and complex biological data set that we hardly uh, analyze by manual mean. And meanwhile, IT in Malaysia is growing. So as the computational power is improving, the role of bioinformatics to apply this powerful tool onto the biological data and uh, generate something meaningful is very significant. It is especially true for the research field because as long as any science field that is related to living things, bioinformatics can play its role by assisting in data analytics because it's not only about humans. Uh, I mean, we, only, we are not only applying bioinformatics onto uh, human data set. It's not only about protein, about human, because we also can apply onto data set about animal, about plants. And we can see that 
Malaysian government are paying more attention to AI as well uh, by giving more research grant to this field. And last year, they actually tried to formulate the National Artificial Intelligence Roadmap for Malaysia. So there are a team of people where they leverage uh, the digital technologies and online platform to engage stakeholders from the different parties, which is uh, government, academia, industry and public to give input and feedbacks to formulate this uh, national AI roadmap. So with the growth of AI and IT in Malaysia, I can see bioinformatics will be growing as well. And more and more researchers from other biological related fields are into this bioinformatics because they also see the potential of the applications of computing to biological data analysis. Right. To get into bioinformatics, what should we do and what are the skills that we need? I always get these questions from my juniors and what I will answer them is interest, the word interest. You must have a strong uh, interest in computers and biology because that will be what you have to do in bioinformatics. So some of the skill that a bioinformatician need is that um, first programming. So you have to learn uh, some of the uh, useful programming languages such as Python, R, some even require MATLAB and uh, best scripting. Another skill is strong statistic background and data mining and data visualizations and also familiarity with the biological background of the associated research topic. For example, my research is about MRI analysis for autism. So I have to be familiar with MRI data set, the physiology of the autism, or even the human brain structure. And some extra skill, uh, not necessary for bioinformaticians, but it will be uh, useful if you have it, is that experience with high throughput data analysis and also experience with database, for example, SQL, we call it, MySQL or that, and also maybe a little bit of machine learning algorithms, depending on your interests. It's a truly interdisciplinary field. People who are interested to go into bioinformatics, what is your advice on how we should start? Like, What should we learn first? Or if there are any resources that you can recommend? From my point of view, I think it is not necessary to learn bioinformatics through formal educations, like getting a bioinformatics degree. But of course, I appreciate the formal training that I get during my four years degree life as a bioinformatics student. I see many bioinformaticians from other countries are actually people who originally study IT, computer science, or other science fields such as pure biology, uh, medicines, but afterward, they learn programming and do bioinformatics stuff. So from here, I would say that uh, how you can start learning bioinformatics is that you have to pick up computing skill, especially on programming, uh, learn about data analytics, learn about AI, if you are interested to learn it. And also you have to study about biological problems that you would like to work on. For example, if you are interested with protein, so what is protein? What is the protein structure? How can the assisting computational methods, any mathematical models for the biological problems that you want to work on? There are many online resources that you can assess. Some are even free to assess or they also provide financial ads. 
So in general, I myself like to access the online learning platforms such as Coursera or edX. These are the online learning platforms which are very good to learn about the skill that you need because it includes not only bioinformatics and many other fields as well. And the courses are actually provided by uh, university lecturers or any uh, professionals in that particular field. To add on for programming or IT related knowledge, you can also access Udemy, U-D-E-M-I, or uh, IBM training. And uh, another website to access is Towards Data Science. So these are the website for programming or any IT related knowledge. And you can even search for the knowledge that you want to learn on YouTube because there are too many available resources. As long as you know what you want to learn, just search on the internet and you will get it. Thank you so much for sharing on the resources that you have used, such as uh, Coursera and edX, right? EDX. Yeah. One last question before we wrap up. There is this fear about AI threatening humanity. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I think this is a very good question. So the idea that AI can become a danger is rooted in the fact that AI systems pursue their goals, whether or not those goals are what we really intended. So I remember in 2019, I joined an AI conference at Cambridge. So people also voice out the same questions. AI threatening humanity. And the speaker mentioned that prominent figures at Oxford and UC Berkeley and many of the researchers working in AI today believe that advanced AI system, if deployed carelessly, could permanently cut off human uh, civilizations from a good future. And so far, there are no policies or legal documents to control the AI development and deployment, but you can see the worries are hypothetical because it comes with the word uh, if and could. So if we stop exploring this field because we are afraid of the power of AI, then we might kill it prematurely. So for me, the most important thing is to be aware of the dangers that might be brought by AI. So people who work on AI have to study about the consequences uh, before deploying their AI products. And also, authorities have to come up with policies to ensure people do not uh, misuse AI. Maybe they can look into how to enable uh, beneficial AI research and development, uh, what are the transparency and accountability of AI, also privacy of the data when we deal with AI, and uh, safety, security, all that we have to take into consideration. That's my point of view. I think that's wonderful to know that, uh, yes, there is a threat, but if used in the right way, I think like most of what we have today, if we use it in the right way, it actually benefits us. Thank you so much, Simi, for this wonderful insight on artificial intelligence and bioinformatics. And uh, as you mentioned, you will be doing, you will be starting your PhD at Cambridge University come this October. Yes. It's a wonderful achievement above all the achievements you've made to date. And uh, we definitely wish you the very best. And yeah, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you so much for tuning in to Beyond the Lab. I'm Jay Sri Lau. And see you next time. Thank you.
Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Lab. If you'd like to be part of our growing community of science enthusiasts, kindly hit the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at underscore beyond the lab and like our Beyond the Lab Facebook page. I'm Jayshree Lau. Till next time.